So welcome, everyone. We have with us Mr. Eddie Settle, Commissioner for Wills County, also running for State Senator. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing wonderful, Brandon. Thank you. Good. Um, so the first thing I want to ask about, you know, just a little getting to know each other. What sort of uh, law ordinances or projects were you most proud of in your situation where you're in this position? Well, I think uh, I, I'm very proud that our county is such a, a, a conservative county. Uh, we've, since I've been elected, we've kept taxes down. We've actually lowered taxes one time. Are a Second Amendment protection county, and now we are a uh, we stand up for the unborn. We just passed an ordinance this year uh, to make us a protection county for the unborn. I'm I'm proud of those things, and uh, I'm proud of work at the Speedway that's going on now. That was always kind of a, a sore subject with me from 2012 to now, and uh, been a lot of work on it. But that's uh, I'm very proud of those things, and I'm very I'm just proud of Wilkes County. I'm, I've always been a been a source of pride to me to be a proud Wilkes County. And when I go to Raleigh and places and I work on the Agriculture Committee, where are you from? I always uh, introduce myself as from the great state of Wilkes. So when you went to the uh, White House, you said? I, had, I was at the White House with uh, President Trump, and he looked over and he said, we have Eddie Settle here from Wilkes County, North Carolina, chairman of the commissioners. He said, "Where?" I was standing right next to him. He said, where are you at, Eddie? I said, right here, sir. <laughs> and he turned around, and then he looked at me again. He said, that's a large county. And I said, yes, sir, it's a very large county. So that was the most of our conversation. That, that seems like it would be an honor just to, no matter how someone else feels, just to meet the president. You know, you get to talk to them. And were you able to shake hands? or? Absolutely. I, it was, I'll tell you how it I was playing golf when I got the call from the White House, and I thought it was a robocall, and I thought, I'm not taking this call. And uh, they left a message, and then they called me back. So this is internal affairs for the White House. Is this Commissioner Eddie Settle? I said, yes, it is. They said, the president would like for you to come up Monday for the Japanese trade agreement signing. Would you be available? I still thought it was a joke. And I said, why, well, sure. <laughs> Well, you have to have background clearance today. So we went from that point on a Friday to I showed up, uh, I went there Sunday night and was there at two o'clock for that agreement. And I stood beside the president for an hour. And, and when you stand beside a man that long, you can look and I could tell that his hair was real. <laughs> and uh, he was also taller than I thought. He, he's, he's a tall gentleman. And uh, he, he's he over is, six foot tall. He's a big guy. Oh, he, he was relentless with the reporters, and uh, it was just a privilege to be there with him. And uh, Lieutenant Governor was there from North Carolina, and uh, something that uh, I'll always treasure. Again, that has to be otherworldly, I guess. Uh, just you're there, and the highest level of people in America are all around you, and you're just this guy from Wilkes County. <laughs> well, it uh, it was shocking. I had been up there about. Two months previous, uh, they had had some commissioners up, and they had the Secretary of Agriculture, Sonny Perdue. He was former governor of Georgia, and uh, he was he was telling what they were doing, what they were going to do. And we had a large embargo with China 
And I thought, I'm going to, I need, I need to ask questions before I leave here today. The taxpayers of Wilkes County, they expect you to do that. So I stood up. I said, Mr. Secretary, the small farmers are dying. The small cattle people, they're mm-hmm. hurting. I said, and this embargo, and I supported 100% with China. China's had us a long time. It's time, to, it's time we got back. I said, but there's got to be other markets for the small guys. I said, now the big guys are hurting. And it stumped him. And he stopped and he looked at me and he said, he said, Commissioner, I'll get back with you. He said, we have something in plans. And what it was was a Japanese trade agreement. I didn't know it. And so they invited me to come up when, uh, when they came up with that. And I thought that was quite an honor. Actually, awesome to hear. Because, I mean, Wilkes County does have a huge, huge amount of farmers. Seventh in the state and agriculture receipts. And uh, uh, agriculture is the number one gross domestic product in North Carolina by a long, long way. And Wilkes County is number seven in the state. So we're very much an agricultural county. So following up to the question long ago, so what was the worst project like? That's pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, that, that would be the, the water project. Mm-hmm. Uh, the intake at the dam. Yeah. Trying to get the North Wilkesboro and Wilkesboro and county government to come together as one unit to work for that project when uh, when it could have been done at one time pretty cheap. Actually, could have they had worked on it five, six years before I was elected and never could get to anything. And then uh, when they got this 30-year interest-free loan ready to go, it was just... It was just really, really difficult. So uh, what what was the contention between that? Well, you've got two towns there that that just have different ideas. They have have different ideas of how they think to better serve their citizens. And uh, they're elected officials in those towns, and and the people elect them to do that. But that, that, in my opinion, was the most difficult thing. Uh, that I've been involved in in county government was to try to get that water intake pushed across. So what do you learn out of that though? Like uh, what's your, like normally I take a a failure and I say, okay, I need to improve upon it. Uh, I take my mistakes and get better. So what did you do? Well, if it was anything that I could personally do myself, I would have, would have. I did go back and forth across that river and that bridge many times to the North Wilkesboro board and mayor and the Wilkesboro board and mayor and uh, to discuss this issue and to get back and forth. But they're elected bodies themselves. And uh, the county had an idea of what we thought was best. And they had an idea, North Wilkesboro, and Wilkesboro did. And it just never, and by, by all that time, the project was increasing in price. And when it got over $40 million, it was just too expensive. I would so, hate to think what it would cost today. Probably probably be $80 million. Just, th- just guessing. Just guessing. So what did you learn out of that, though? I learned that it's hard to get those two towns to come together. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I do think that things have gotten better. I'll be honest with you. I think the positive out of it is that they – they have learned to work together better, and they've, they've got some uh, projects now that uh, they're working together on, and I, I think things are really looking up over there, and, of course, and, and both of them are uh, they're working on their water projects independently, and 
and also they're they hopefully will share water they're working on that now the two towns have working together much much better but when you're going to borrow 30 40 million dollars it, it's it's they want to make sure and both towns did that uh, they would be served and that the taxpayers wouldn't be saddled with a large debt because i do know that uh, i guess some of my information is a little bit old but like our old general fund of just the rainy day was about 28 million so 30 to 40 million that would just drain it all out if we were to take it that way well we've got about a 36 percent fund balance in the county at this time when i was elected in 2012 i think it was eight uh, okay. and it can't go below eight percent or state government steps in if it gets down to five and then you don't want local government commission to come in we and also we come out of the great depression there of 2009, 10, 11, 12, things started getting a little better. Yeah. And again, going back uh, to that thought, uh, do you remember meeting me at the commissioner Q&A back in January of 2020? Brandon, I, I do not. I have met oh. so many people that I can't remember. <laughs> that is so many people. That is hurtful. I, I just can't help you. I don't remember it. I don't remember I probably did, but I We can't. shook hands, and we talked about garbage. Oh, well, I've talked to a lot of people about that. Because my main two takeaways from that, uh, you're part of a, you know, when you had that free form just to speak for a few moments, yep. was that uh, the Speedway was your big point that you wanted to carry over the line and the roadside litter. It was. It was and still is. And uh, the roadside letter, I wrote the governor of North Carolina a letter. Mm -hmm. He would reinstate uh, the uh, program where we would take uh, inmates, or they mm -hmm. would, the state would, and pick up the litter, which is a very easy thing to do. You've got these low-risk inmates, that, uh, then, and they take them out and they pick up the litter. I mean, you, you, we've seen it for years and years. Well, I sent Governor Cooper a letter, mm -hmm. and... Uh, the only response I could find out was that they thought it was inhumane. Very bizarre. These guys like to get out and to get away, and they get paid a little. And, uh, you know, get out in the sunshine, pick up the litter, and then it's a volunteer-type program with the inmates. And, and it's it's the low-risk inmates. So anyhow, that was I, – I tried to uh, try to get that done. He, he, he would not do it, so – if I get elected in the state Senate, that's going to be a program that I hope that I can work on. Yeah, because I will definitely agree, because when I heard you speak about it, and again, that, that conversation you forgot all about. <clears throat> I uh, <laughs> but uh, we had talked about different trash trucks that were going down certain areas and just litter flying off the back of the trucks. Uh, I videoed those trucks. I right. videoed those trucks and then had our garbage people. They go visit with them. Uh, just last week, I, we had one coming in, 268, flying everywhere. I videoed. She stopped him at the gate and turned him around. Because I, I can definitely uh, talk about when I used to work for Coca-Cola. I drove between the food lines and the Walmart, all that stuff. And... I constantly saw the road, and like if you went down Suncrest, it was just garbage everywhere. Plain ridiculous. I agree. It's terrible. 
I just I, I don't understand that. But people throwing garbage out the windows and and that's a lot of it. I mean, some comes off trucks. That's true too. That is also <laughs> true. But I tell you, every county struggles with these issues. They all do. The inmate program will help. We actually pay people to go out and pick up roadside litter. And then there's a group here called Clean Up Wilkes, and they do a tremendous job, tremendous job at working on, the, especially in the winter, picking the garbage up when it's more visible, of course. But uh, I think the inmate program is the way to go. That's my opinion. They could, they could keep these roads clean. Well, you know, that's not a terrible idea. Get a little sunshine. That is something to look forward to. And maybe that counts off towards time served. Well, they're extra. And they pay them, and you know, they get the exercise. And uh, that's what I was told they, that they like to do it, but the governor didn't think so. Some of that stuff is just above my pay grade. And so <laughs> I, I would assume yours is a little bit higher than mine. Well, <laughs> I, I, do have, uh, I do have a position where I can make our thoughts known, and I do. Those were the answers that I got was that not going to happen. Again, that's more interesting that at least you can provide that answer to us because that was one of your pitches. So it is good that I actually got to ask you about that part. Yeah, that was my idea, was the inmates. The big old meat potatoes of the whole conversation, of course, is the Speedway. Last time we had a NASCAR race in Wilkes was back September 29th, 96. Then we had Junior Johnson investors try to purchase it 2003. Uh, they couldn't seal the deal. And then we went to uh, a little period where we had some little races. I think it was called UCAR, ICAR, something like that. And that was back in 2011, the last race. Then uh, Save the Speedway said they're not going to work with the Speedway associates anymore and the tracks just sat there for 10 years so i guess the very beginning part of the question is what brought you to start campaigning for the uh, revival like what was the kicker that said this is the initiative i need to work on uh, brandon uh, th- it didn't just start with this last election uh, i met with business people in 2014 2013 because the track was for sale at one time. Mm-hmm. And I were meeting with people and bringing people in to try to get someone to buy that track. It was embarrassing me to ride down 421 and, and to see that grown up. And uh, that track is a source of civic pride for our county. And I think everyone that's born and raised in Wilkes County will agree with that. And actually, outside of our county and the surrounding areas here, they, it's, it's a prideful thing. Uh, that was our track. Been there since '46. Uh, NASCAR was started in Wilkes County. Uh, first nine races were drawn up in, with Enoch Staley and Bill France in the Smithy Hotel on the second floor. First race being Daytona, the ninth race being North Wilkesboro, and the championship. And uh, that's the way she went for 50 years. But uh, I wanted to get it sold, and then then Smiths took it off the market in about 2018, I think. I think that's right. That was the beginning of it. I, I, I worked hard to try to get someone to buy it. So if that answers your question, you started it. Well, I was more interested in what got you interested in it. Like, where was it that you said, this is what we need? I'll tell you, uh, I'm going to tell you a little story. Okay. That happened in 2019. 
let me let me get, the, the pandemic has got me so screwed up on my <laughs> my time but it, i'm pretty sure it was 2019 and uh i was in wilmington for a commissioner association meeting coming out of a restaurant and a group of commissioners at a table and one guy stopped me and he said settle come here and i went over there and he said why don't you do something about that racetrack and I said, I have. I've been working on it since elected. Try to get someone to buy it. Try to get the Smiths come to tell us something. I, I can't get anything. And uh, he said, I'm going to fix this for you. And we were in a restaurant. And then my wife was with me holding my hand. And he, the other people at his table, and he prayed. He said, I'm going to pray for Wilkes County. I'm going to pray for that speedway in 2019. We had prayer standing there at that table. We walked away. My wife said, did you feel that? And I said, yes, I did. I, that man was earnest. He was very sincere uh, in, in his prayer. And from that point to today, we're going to have a race. It's coming. Miss Sheila uh, seems like a wonderful person. And if she can feel the uh, touch of the Lord, I, I think that is important. I think it's the most important. And uh, I don't think, in my opinion, nothing happens by chance if, in, in, to me. Nothing happens by chance. So uh, that's what started, and that's where it went. And of course, when and you were there in that Q and A session, and mm -hmm. the race heavy on my heart, the racetrack. And uh, I had many interviews with Spectrum News, with uh, uh, the Charlotte Observer. I can't remember Channel Two in Charlotte. I don't know what station that is, but they came up and interviewed me. At, several of them did, and. Uh, course just trying to get marcus smith's attention and smi racing and then uh miss terry parsons came up with that bring it back idea and i think that was that was just the icing on the cake that really pushed it across and then when uh, of course you read when governor cooper put out want to give 10 million dollars to the track that kind of sealed the deal yeah so how did you uh kind of spearhead the funding for this project though well i didn't spearhead it. uh this funding is coming from the legislature and the governor the governor put out that there would be 10 million dollars coming for infrastructure for that track and the county would put up a 25 percent match okay and that was in like may 19th uh maybe 20 that's may 19th of this year yeah it's 20 may 19th and then it went from there jeffrey elmore worked really hard on this project and uh and the final result is the 18 million dollars and there's no match our county attorney in fact he went over that with a fine tooth comb yesterday and we've got a little meeting i think tomorrow with uh, some of the state folks to be sure about what we can do with this money and and working with smi and their needs because that does bring up uh, another point about uh you know smi had an issue with uh carabas county that they went into this lengthy uh legal battle with them for 80 million because of a verbal promise about uh incentives and so there do you have some apprehension of going into an agreement with them knowing that kind of background well no i mean uh, our county attorneys both of them they're working on this thing to be sure we are legally covered, but we can't do anything. Actually, the money that the state is is going to be sending to be spent on that track is part of the American Rescue Money, and it's got it's got a lot of strings attached that you can only spend it for certain things. And I think that 
uh, I believe that I can, I can say this, that the commissioners, our, our goal is water and sewer down 421 so we can expand economic growth in Wilkes County. And it's going down to the track, and that, that'll serve a lot of people's needs down there on also the race. Now, going back to that match, though, um, there was tons of articles about it. It's like $4.5 million. Uh, promised by the commissioners where did that start that 4.5 million i don't know where that that didn't come from the commissioners that came from an, an article in the newspaper and it was incorrect there's no four there's no 4.5 million our attorneys looked at it looked at it we don't have a match there's no match now the beginning in may 19th when it was 10 million and that was governor cooper's plan there was a $2.5 million match. When the state legislature and the Senate sent their budget over, then the House, and they go back and forth, uh, and specifically through Representative Jeffrey Elmore's work, it's, there's no match. Well, I, I do have to keep hammering this because that was a big point of contention that uh, there was, like you were quoted as saying, that's no problem with our county, that but, we can provide this $1 for every $4. And... That that was when it was ten million dollars, and that was that was the very beginning at Governor Cooper's budget, and that was a two and a half million dollar match, which we had COVID monies that we could match that with. But since then, it's completely changed because uh, state legislature is now eighteen million dollars with mm -hmm. no match. When that that is now that budget is passed and signed, you know that was all speculative when they're trying to hammer out a budget, you got to realize that the governor and the state legislature, they've not passed the budget in, I believe, four years. This is the first one. So initially, that was what it was supposed to be, but now that some of the money has changed, so that $18 million, that's it. That is a, that ship has sailed. That budget is signed by the governor, passed by the legislature, and she's done. That's, uh, that's what we're in the middle of now is is uh, is working with the state and uh, on how we can spend these monies and working with SMI Racing on their needs also. But uh, the, that's that's where we're at now. So with that 18 million though, how much do you think you'll be able to get accomplished? Well, you know, <laughs> you know, 18 million sounds like a lot, a lot of money. Oh no, it actually sounds like with nothing. <laughs> when you're working on this speedway, it's, it's not. Uh, SMI Racing is going to spend a whole lot of money, a lot of money down there, I'm, I can assure you. And they're... Uh, Actually, they're I saw a, a Facebook page like they were showing. They they started putting out pictures. They were kind of bulldozing the middle area. And I don't know what all is going on in there, but I can say from the 268 project, that was $30 million for about three miles. You, no, oh, don't, oh, you're talking about the road. Yeah. So, from, yeah well, and that's all state government. County, we don't have anything to do with it. It's all state government. They contract that out, and that's been a forever project. Good gracious. Oh, yeah. My opening was, uh, for a while there, Welcome to Wilkes County, where the orange barrels outnumber the uh, citizens. Because you drove down 268, it was just orange barrels the entire they, way. They couldn't get anyone to work either, and it, and uh, that's that's just. But I'm glad it's finished. But that's that is state government. That's state government. But when I talk about that 30 million just for that project, when I think about this project, 
I can't imagine how much it would actually take. I don't know either. Uh, I, I hear discussions uh, with with some of the state representatives of off and on ramps there at that location, uh, a pedestrian bridge across 421. Uh, I, I oh, so with, this goes into another part, and then I'll let you go back to where he was. Uh, because parking was an issue, so are we saying like parking lot on the opposite side of 421, pedestrian bridge over, and then they can enter the uh, racetrack proper? Or uh, uh, the, the, that's speculative. I don't know, and that's all up to SMI. I, I do not know. They own property on the other side of like 45 acres over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hear possibly a new hotel going up there. You know, we're, we're, we've got a new hotel going in uh, Wilkesboro, the 421 there now. Well, that does actually lead in to another question I had about housing, because it seems like, okay, we have the Holiday Inn, the Hampton, and the Addison, but would that be enough to facilitate? No. I don't know. Well, no. but, mean, yeah, you Jeffrey Elmore has got uh, projected numbers and estimate that one race, one cup race mm-hmm. in Wilkes County is worth $80 million to our region. Projected. I mean, th- they'll be staying in hotels from Winston to Boone. I can see that, yeah. And But, but uh, it'd be a whole lot better, especially with a pedestrian bridge and parking on the other side. And that's all, that's SMI projects. That's not county government. So, what, what I'm what I'm speaking now is speculative, speculative from uh, just some news that we hear. Okay. So, with this agreement with them, though, I'm hearing there's a lot on them. How much are they giving back to the county, like you as a commissioner, to say, well, here's our plans, here's what we need to do? Because I would assume there would be a part where, okay, we have plans for this. Can we start getting? this construction fast-tracked or, you know, get it going so we can achieve this goal? Well, Brandon, actually, they're not to that point yet. Uh, the governor just signed a budget, what, two weeks ago, I think. So mm-hmm. we're, not, we're not even we're not even into that discussion yet. Everything now is pure speculative. Uh, Terry Parsons is working with them hand-in-hand, hand, I, I can tell you that. And, and when we get to that point, she'll get with us and let us know. That seems a little bit about poor planning, though, because, okay, we've got, we asked for all this money. We probably put forth a plan that here's what we're going to do with it. It does seem like they should have something laid out that here's how it's going to be carried out and have a uh, glide path for this whole project. Well, I'm sure that SMI has a plan. I think the state of North Carolina has a plan, and then the county government, we're out in the middle of it. $18 million comes to county government. Mm-hmm. Then we have to sit down with SMI, with state government, and state government says you can spend it on this and this, but not this, because these, these funds are, are, uh, are part of the American Rescue Funds. So we're, we're, we're not at that point yet. It's just been signed two weeks ago. And I can tell you one thing, Brandon, government moves slowly, very slowly. I think that's by, by design, though. It is. <laughs> it, it definitely is. And being a business person, I always want it to move quicker. But 
uh, they've taught me in my nine years, no, it doesn't happen that way. It moves slowly. So that's that's where we're at. So so we're tying back to an old thought here that, you know, we were already battling with how do the two towns deal with the water situation. Now we're adding in a new problem with, okay, now there needs to be water septic to this location and it needs to be able to support how many people do you think would fit in that track? Well, now, I was told it was 45,000. Okay, so you need water and septic for 45,000. Absolutely. And it's not like a continuous, it is just like a surge of, because they'll just come for the weekend, use this all up, and then they'll disappear again for the event. Uh, you know, let's say a race happens, they'll come in on, let's say, Friday night maybe leave Sunday night, but there's suddenly all this use and then it drops back down to normal levels. So how are we dealing with all that? Well, that, you, if you're talking about use for uh, our pump state, it's not ours. I don't have, that would be the towns. That, that would, one of, one or both of those towns, if it's divided up, they'll provide those services and that would be up to those towns. County government, we don't have water and sewer, uh, just the two towns. I, I would think still y'all would have to have like some hand in it to no no we wouldn't have any we we would uh when with the money given that money will be used to provide to help provide those lines to the track water and sewer uh-huh but, but town town government they will uh they'll facilitate that and they they run those water and sewer lines not county government and I, I believe that would all fall on to the North Wilkesboro side, right? Well, no, not necessarily. Uh, okay. I, I, I don't. We don't know yet. Both towns are working on some numbers at this, at this time. But I, North Wilkesboro, I believe, is closer with their sewer. Uh, okay. And and maybe Wilkesboro with the water, and maybe we can divide it between them, and maybe it would all go to one town. I don't know. Both both of them are eager to participate and to help us. Uh, facilitate these needs. Both towns are very eager. Be good to work with. Okay, so it looks like I'm not trying to, you know, pee on the parade, so to speak, but it looks like there was a lot of, oh yeah, let's get this done, but not a plan after we get, okay, now we've got the money. Now what? Well, actually, we don't have the money. We don't have the money yet. No, we we don't have it. You got to realize. Now, this mm -hmm. was just thrown on us in May. In May is when the governor announced the $10 million. And then state legislature from May to two weeks ago, they've been going back and forth and working this out. They worked it out, uh, not the county. The state government did. And they're, they're the ones that's come up with $18 million. And with and the governor just signing the budget two weeks ago, they're still... There's a lot to be done now, still, on how things can be done, how it can, how we can do things, and how we can't do things as far as county government. Because mm, I did have a question, but it's kind of like cut off at its legs of, okay, what kind of inconvenience are we going to experience? Because, you know, I'll bring back up the 268 expansion. That was horrific. But if we're talking about a project that spans getting 421 and parking and access to the area, sewage water run into that area, uh, 
possibly electrical upgrades uh, to handle everything. I'm starting to look at this and my head starts hurting. <laughs> yeah, it's probably going to take a while. I, and and probably and I would say now is the very worst time. With that infrastructure bill that uh, got federal government signed for all those trillions of dollars, now it's going to be a shortage of everything, which there already are a shortage. Stuff sitting in uh, Los Angeles Harbor, and we can't get anything in the country. So it's probably going to be even even slower. I can definitely understand that. There is a bunch of stuff sitting out on a barge waiting for a port to accept it. So we're looking at this, and... So we've gone from May to now it's December. Where, I guess, what are we looking at as far as when we can have better answers? Well, and I'll be honest with you. I mean, of course, I'm always going to be honest. Mm -hmm. Jeff, that would probably be a question better answered by state government because they control these funds until it comes to the county. We don't have these funds yet. We can't give any answers. I can't get, tell you anything. I do believe that SMI wants to race quickly. I think they want things moved rapidly, but we don't have any answers that I, I can't give you any answers now. We don't have the funds. State government still has it, and that would be probably a question better answered by Jeffrey Elmore. Hey, and I do understand because uh, at that point, or at this point, the check's still in the mail. Like, we haven't got to deposit it. We haven't got... Yeah. to the next stages, but I would assume there would be talks. That we're talking now with uh, with the state on what can we what can we spend this on and what can we not spend it on. So those talks are in progress at right now. They've been since for two weeks. Sometimes it's a little tough to get an answer out of the state, just like uh, when I try to get the inmates to pick up the garbage. <laughs> it, it, it takes a little while to get these answers. So I'll agree. And I actually spoke with, uh, I had a very nice long discussion with my dad about it because he he's always able to provide a different light. <laughs> and so, you know, sometimes you need somebody who is a backboard to bounce an idea off of because they give you a different answer. So there could be a long-term benefit. I mean, we probably wouldn't see it for over 10 years, maybe longer, but in the end, it probably will pay itself off but when we're looking at let's say the stadium is completed like we have all the seating we have all the water what's our next steps because like we talked about before there's infrastructure problems galore we need housing for all these people and then we start looking at our restaurants they sit pretty full already with just our current uh, population i guess the next question is how are we uh, promoting this? How are we getting these businesses to come in? What are we going to be doing forward? Uh, Brandon, that that's a wonderful problem. <laughs> it does seem like a good problem to have, because but also a bad one at the same time. I think that I think it's a great problem. I think with uh, the water and the sewer on down 421, the more we can expand that and that area, they will come. I think we will have, uh, I think things are starting to boom now, which people are moving here like crazy. Uh, we do have a housing shortage, but every county in the state of North Carolina has a housing shortage. It's, oh. uh, it's tough. It's a tough road. More restaurants, more hotels, 
these issues are good. These are these are good problems for us to have, and we're and they'll 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 find themselves out. Uh, these businessmen that are in those businesses, they want to make money, and they want to provide those needs, and they'll they'll find them, they'll provide them. And our economic development corporation, they work with these guys, help them to find uh, the grant money and other things that they need to get going to get these entrepreneurs up and running. So I I well, think it's all good. I think there's a couple of things to touch on that, though. Um, A, yeah, a housing shortage does look good to me because suddenly my house went up, you know, 25% in its value. Well, now, I'm not talking about a housing shortage. I'm talking about the hotels (laughs) for this racetrack. Now, the housing shortage is tough. That's a tough question. We we need more housing. and definitely because I could sell my house right now and, you know, make bank. I just don't know where I would go afterwards. But that is an issue that we do need to handle because if we have this influx of people, they're going to need housing and not just short term like a hotel. Well, we have got an influx now of people coming in. you got to remember, and uh, and I was a part of this when Samaritan's Purse moved to Wilson County. Exactly. I sat with Franklin Graham in his office, and he he rolled back those easels and said, "Boys, we're coming to Wilkes." And I think that's been one of the more wonderful things that's ever happened. And uh, I don't know how many here now, 400 maybe, seem like. Uh, all their North American ministries is in North Wilkesboro at this time. Everything's there, and hopefully more to come. So they also have 138 acres on 421 there where the water and sewer be going through so it's a lot of good stuff coming for wilkes county that was definitely a uh, boon to us but also it showed some of our shortcomings of how we can provide for these businesses and i think there does need to be uh some sort of commission to say okay we have to look forward on how we can provide for all the services needed because you know there's going to be an increased power need there's going to be you know like we talked a hundred times before an increased water need and sewage needs somebody has to start leading that charge to say here's what we need to be able to supply all this incoming business that we're going to have i think uh, the town of wilkesboro is already planning they are they're upgrading their water and sewer treatment plants. Uh, they're they're way ahead of the game as we speak. And I think there's another thing like okay, there's going to be a definite internet need. So is there somebody speaking out to uh, Spectrum Charter, whatever you want to call them, to say, hey, we we're going to need this to handle this uh, demand? Well, Brandon, you're you live you live in the most connected county in North Carolina. Did you know that Wilkes Communication? Mm-hmm. That I was at the White House and uh, Dan Forrest spoke and he came out. Anyone here from Wilkes County? And I was in the back with Keith Elmore and he said Eddie Settle in the back, Wilkes County, very rural, very rural, the number one connected county in North Carolina. We have more bandwidth and internet than anybody in the, in North Carolina. Period. We're number one. And Wilkes Communications took advantage of these infrastructure monies that were available in the 2000 and expanded those out into the rural areas. Now, I can't, I live on Carter Mill Road, and above me, you can get it, but I can't get that. <laughs> I mean, the commissioner I, can't get that? Oh, I've got the, I've got CenturyLink or whatever. I don't, mine's not very good. <laughs> I, 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 I think you flex that muscle a little bit. 
Yeah, if you can help me out there, I would appreciate it. I'd like to have some, I'd like to have direct fiber to my home, but I I can't have I don't have it. We'll start a campaign for you. Thank you, I appreciate that. That type of utility. Yeah, we're 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 pretty connected. I mean, do we have the bandwidth to handle this many more people? I know for water, you and I can agree it's not there. Restaurants, it's not there. The roads are still. Sometimes I look at the roadmap and I say, we just need to tear it all down and start all over. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I think the same thing. I'd love to see 268 all the way to Elkie. I've got to uh, step away here in a minute. You got any more questions for me? I've got one last thing. Okay. So first, I want to thank that, uh, everybody who listened this far through us rambling through <laughs> all this stuff. Uh, B... I do want to thank you, of course, for your time because I harassed the crap out of you <laughs> just to get you here. Oh, that's <laughs> and, no problem. You know, and I appreciate your patience because I know I can be a little bit overbearing. So what I'd like to lead off with is, A, again, you're talking about that you want to become a state senator. And I'd like to hear some of your platforms uh, some of the goals you want to get onto, and how you're going to progress the state as a whole, not just Wilkes County. Well, you know, I'm I'm a very conservative person, and I think that uh, my family-oriented and Christian values, and uh, and I'm a constitutional conservative. Uh, I believe in standing for the Constitution. I think that uh, I'd like to take that to Raleigh and represent our area. I think that I do represent our area, that my values align with many, many people in Wilkes, Surrey, Yadkin, and Alexander County, that my beliefs and values line up with those folks. Um, I think I'd like to take that to Raleigh. I can get things done. I've always been a go-getter to get it done. I've always worked toward it. You can't, you can't always uh, get everyone to agree, but I can work with both sides. I believe I can I can go to Raleigh and help Wilkes, Surrey, Yadkin, and Alexander, the needs that we have, and I will a fighter, and I will fight for what we need. I'll stand up to uh, this council culture uh, poison that's going around now. Uh, the critical race theory in our schools, I think, is poison. I'll stand up to those things and represent the people of our area and our 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 beliefs and our traditional values. I agree with pretty much all that. Any special projects that you want to mention? Well, maybe I could get the inmates to pick up the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I, I truly <laughs> hope so. I would love to do that. But uh, I, you, Brandon, I have uh, been trying since I was elected uh, talk to talk to Department of Transportation about four-lane 268 from Elkin. It would be a big boon to get to that pipeline, another pipeline in from the interstate. And I think that I might be dead and gone, but I believe it'll happen. I believe that they've got a plan now. They they showed me a plan in 2019 that they're working on. So I, I'd like to go down there and push these things through. I would definitely say getting the four lane uh, going past Airport Road would be a big help. You know, if you were coming from 421 and trying to get to uh, the top side of North Wilkesboro, yeah. going on red, white, and blue, and then you hit a two-lane, and then suddenly <laughs> you hit Airport Road, which is 
still in the middle of nowhere. It's a beautiful four lane. But if we're pulling people in, it looks terrible. That's because weird. you're just going on a two lane highway for a while in an area that if you didn't know the area, it looks pretty sketchy. I agree. Uh, <laughs> I, I would love to go down there and work. You know, uh, state government and, and county government are totally different, different issues. And there's just so much in, in county government that we can do. But I would love to go to the state and help push some of this across. It sounds great to me. All right. Commissioner Settle, it has been a pleasure. And I really do thank you for uh, speaking with me today and to the audience. So I hope you have a great evening. You Any last words you want to leave with us? Well, you know, speaking about, I want to talk about the track. I just, I just, I want to tell you, Terry Parsons, Ronald Queen, uh, Keith Huffman, and all of our local fire departments, they have broke their back uh, cleaning up and working on that track. And if you haven't been down there, you should go. It's amazing what they've done. It is absolutely, and this is all volunteer work. Not one dollar has been paid to these people. They oh, have, I've seen the Facebook page. Uh, they've done a ton of work. They have worked and worked. I, I saw one one guy, he was eat up in Poison Oak. I mean, the oh, poor no. he was covered head to toe. And they, they've they got in there and give the, their time, which is everyone's time is precious, to work on that track. And uh, and it's looking good. And this is, this, this is a source of pride for our county. And people can be proud again of our track. I just didn't want to be, to leave this office as a commissioner and say, well, you had an opportunity to do something when we had a chance to get our racetrack back. Like when Lowe's left Wilkes, I believe if we'd been in office then, we'd, we possibly would still have Lowe's here in Wilkes. I don't know that, but I would love to have been in there to give it a try. So that's what I want to leave with. And uh, Brandon, I hope you have a great night. I hope you have a great night too, sir. Good night. Thank you very much.